Hey everybody, Sam Abul Salmon here. Got a special edition of Wheel Bearings for you that I recorded at uh, an event that Ford did earlier this week at the Holly Off-Road Vehicle Park in uh, Michigan, about an hour north of Detroit. They had the new Bronco and Bronco Sport, as well as uh, some vintage Broncos on hand. And I had a chance to talk to some of the subject matter experts. Uh, in particular, this first segment, I've got uh, Rob Gilardi, who is the interior design manager for the Bronco two-door and four-door, and Scott Anderson, who is the interior design manager for the Bronco Sport, talking about some of the uh, design things that they did in these two vehicles uh, that make them kind of unique. And then uh, following that, we've got Donna Bell, who is the technology manager for uh, the Bronco two-door, four-door, and Bronco Sport. We'll have another regular edition of Wheel Bearings coming up later this week. Tell a story again about oh, yeah. just, you know, kind of the, the, the idea you know, behind the uh, bring your own device and, oh, okay. and how, how you architect yeah, it all. Sure. So, we, uh, so it was about three years ago today, Scott and I uh, went out to the Bronco Takeover out in Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the first things that we saw is you know, everybody bringing their own devices in. And they had different ways of attaching it. And, you know, some people were, you know, had made bars up there. Some people were, like, zip-tying stuff. And we went, well, that's, like, something that we need to, to make sure that we consider. And as soon as we decided that you need to have that bring-your-own-device area at the top of the instrument panel right at the windshield, that literally set the design for the entire interior because that meant architecturally we couldn't have the airbag, you know, be a, be a top uh, deployment. It had to be a, uh, had to be a mid-deployment. And so once we did that, it sort of it, it set the, the, the design of the instrument panel. We had to make sure that it was shaped in such a way that it allowed the airbags to come out. It set the um, design for, you know, when we decided we needed to put the grab handles on. We went to a lot of different events. Uh, we went to King of Hammers, Baja, Franco Takeover. I'm sure there's another one I'm missing. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we found also that having three points of contact was necessary for, for higher speed uh, off-roading. So when we decided to build these integrated grab handles into the instrument panel, that plus the BYOD plus the airbag, really, that's what sets up the instrument panel. It wasn't because one day we looked at the old one and did a cool sketch, and we're like, oh, that's cool. Everything was about the human-centered design process that Jim Hackett talked about, and we really set up everything from functionality, modularity, and open air. That was that was the architecture. So it's really all about uh, figuring out what, how, how are, how's the customer of this type of vehicle going to use it? What do they do with these vehicles? And then designing to facilitate that. Exactly. Yeah. We, you know, the the typical, um, you know, typical sketches that you see uh, from automotive design studios wasn't how we started. We did a lot of storyboarding. We did a lot of, you know, these like what we have in our shirts right now, these 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 cartoons and trying to, you know, draw how people were using the vehicle versus how we wanted to quote unquote style the surface. And we did that both on the Bronco two and four door as well as the Sporting. And Scott did a lot of work um, on the sport, and you'll see a, a lot of evidence of that in the uh, in the rear cargo area and in some of the other things that maybe you can mention. Yeah, so like on the Bronco Sport, it's a it's a small SUV, right? So it's a premium on space. So we tried to focus on split performance. So the back end is all about cargo and managing your devices for doing your activity, kayaks, mountain bikes, right? Got the tie downs. Then the front's about rejuvenating post ride, right? So there's this, there's like a blend of 
inserted functional elements where all the interface goes for the user experience, so the radio, the nav system, the phone charging happens in the zone. Outside that zone, wherever the human touches, is comfortable and soft. So it's kind of like um, in the front row, it's about rejuvenation and energizing for your activity. In the back row, it's about setting up that activity, getting the tie downs double tier storage, LED lamps that come out the back. So if you pull up the campsite at 10 p.m., there's LED lights that fire 30 feet behind the truck so you can see your campsite inside of that, right? There's hangar bars. We just, instead of just putting traditional pockets in to close lift gate, there's two bars that are longer than normal. So you can hang a wetsuit, hang camping gear, hang a lantern, dry things out after a ride. And we got these cargo decks that you can set up in the back where you can separate the wet stuff from the dry stuff, put your sleeping bags up top. So everything in the interior you look at, it's form follows function again. The, the function is a little bit different than the full-size Bronco, but you know the Bronco sports about enabling activities to get you to the mountain. You know maybe a two-track out in the middle of nowhere to set up a ski run. So it's it's set up for pulling your gear to that place, and then you can also drive it every day and pump that. But you know what's common about it is that you know it's all about the diversity of how people how people are using their Broncos. I mean, there's no the, silver bullet. There's yeah, no exactly. silver bullet, right? So we needed to make sure that the architecture was flexible enough and modular enough to accommodate it. I mean, one of the things we saw at the at the Bronco takeover was it's you know first of all there's this huge sense of community, right? You are well, we were welcomed in. We didn't even have Broncos, right? Um, we are welcomed in, and everybody wanted to tell us about what they did with theirs. And so, you know, we, we needed to make sure that, that, again, we had the ability for people to make their Broncos. Like, you buy one Bronco, you essentially can buy them all, but you can go and interchange and move things around. Um, you know, things like the, uh, the fact that the, you know, the, the storage nets on, on the doors, right? Every place that you see those those uh, in the interior, those bright bolts, which all have the word Bronco on them, um, indicate where you can remove and replace. So you can take those nets off, put something else there. Um, you can take the, the grab handles off. Um, there's a grab. You can take the console grab handle off. There's the Molly straps on the backs of the seats. Um, we've got the uh, and the swing gate on the rear. You can take that off, and there's there's accessory mounts there. And then, of course, the one that you mentioned before, the rail that's up on the top of the internet panel. We actually built access to the structure of the instrument panel. So when you bolt something up there, you're not just drilling into plastic and hoping that it stays. It's going to hold there. So when you're going up and down terrain like this, going over all terrain, um, it's going to rigidly mount. So we're just really, really excited um, about all of the all of the functionality that we built into the designs. Right. The Bronco. I think it's important, like pride of ownership, right? Yeah. People take pride in their Bronco. We want to let them express that pride and they have a sense of building their own Bronco, right? As Rob said, people get intensely loyal to the brand and they, they have experiences with that truck that they wouldn't have with other vehicles. So we want to help help expand that even further, right? Whatever you're into, you've got a place to, to a platform to bolt things to make it yours, which is I mean huge part of the process. Yeah, like, right? you know, in the sport, you've got, you know, it, it, you've architected it in a way that you can actually put in a rack in there and put two exactly. mounted bikes inside, completely inside exactly. the vehicle, so they're not hanging outside. Because, you know, people have $5,000 mountain yeah, bikes, right? Exactly. They take pride in that bike. That's their whole being for some people. So, mm-hmm. want to make sure it's protected inside the cargo bay, not getting stolen, not having issues with it driving down the road, right? Exactly. So, the, the roof is bumped. Right. There's a step in the back of the roof to, to enable that kind of cargo. 
and, and then of course, you know, on the, the four door, being able to store the doors in the back of the truck. That was a big one. That was a really big one. You know, one of the things, uh, again, the ease of open air, right? That was that was something that we found that was um, a huge desire, and we wanted to improve upon that. So we worked really hard with the engineering team to do frameless doors. So the doors, when you when you take them off. Um, they're a little bit easier to handle, right, because you don't have the entire window frame going up. But that also allowed us to be able to be able to make the split decision. We found on a lot of our storyboarding and a lot of our diverse customers, they didn't want to have to make the choice of, you know, let's take today, for example, right? It's very cloudy. Is it going to rain? Was it going to rain yesterday? I don't know. So you might go out to the trail with the doors on and then decide, okay, I want the full open experience and be able to take the doors and be able to put them in the vehicle. So we designed the cargo area um, and, and the sport tubes and the speakers and everything else to be able to enable those doors going back there. We designed the doors so that they were able to be stacked together. We put handles on them so you could actually grab them. So again, it was all, all dictated uh, with ease of open air. Same thing. Um, you know, in terms of the, the, the roof panels, right? The roof panels are sort of split, right? You've got the, the two, uh, talking about the four-door, you've got the two in the middle, and you've got one uh, over the uh, the second row, and then you've got the cap in the back. So you can, again, make your choices a lot easier instead of having to remove the whole thing. Um, it just, it makes it, it makes it, again, just a lot easier uh, for you to get to the open air experience. I'm trying to think of one more. And you can choose your own, right? Like, yeah, you can choose your you own. Can exactly. Exactly. Which panel comes in all modularly, you don't have to all be all or nothing, right? So it's really nice. You know, if the kids want to be covered, you want to be open air. Exactly. Do that. Or if one wants to open, one wants to close, you, can, you know, it's, it's really easy to do. The other thing that was really cool is, uh, I'm sure you've seen before how the mirrors, right? Mm -hmm. Not on the fenders cow. instead of on the, uh, so on the door itself. So at first we were like, okay, so if we're gonna, the mirrors are going to go a little bit forward, right? Obviously the vision zone changes a little bit, so that, uh, that impacted the interior design and impacted how we were designing those integrated grab handles. But what was really cool about it is if you kind of look over the top of it, um, the, the instrument panel has these, these cups that are on the end, right? They kind of have these diagonal slices, and then the grab handles are here. What that did for us, along with the opening, because it is a grab handle so you can see through it, when the doors are off, it gives you that much better of a sight line. Okay. Right? So all of these things ended up working together from and it wasn't an interior and exterior design team. We, we you know, you've seen some of the some of the imagery. You know, we did foam models like what you're seeing over there. We actually mounted one of the foam models <laughs> in the studio, much of much of a digress of our safety team. You know, on a forty five degree angle and we're having people and our designers are in there climbing in and out and trying to figure out, okay, if I'm like this how do I want the cart, you know, how do I want the design of this to be when I'm like this? Right. Or when I'm looking this way or trying to see over something. So it was a really different... The sight lines are really important when you're navigating through those narrow trails. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's another reason why we've got the hero switches up at the top. Mm -hmm. um, so directly aft of the, uh, of the bring your own device area, you know, you don't want to be going down and hunting for different switch gears. So we put all of those right at the top. You get a different number depending on what series you get. But what's really cool is we did them in this one-piece silicone. So they're up at the top. Yeah, they're going to get dust. They might get a little bit of, you know, you know, um, you know, rain walk, something like that on them. But there's no cut lines. Just wipe them right off. So everything that we did from a design material standpoint, 
you know, shape standpoint. Um, it was, it was again, all about those three things, functionality, modularity, and open air. Right. So, right. Glad you love it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah, good to see you again, man. Good to see you too. <laughs> well, I'll start um, with the tech. Okay. Um, you're going to have sync floor. Yeah, sync uh, floor. On these. Uh-huh. Um, it, our, and you're going to have um, over the air update capability That's as well, right? right? Absolutely. So, for, for the whole the whole system, oh, right? Over over the air. Um, there are certain modules that will be over the air capable, uh-huh. uh, specifically sync. Um, we also have um, the cool thing that I really like uh, about the, the new Sync 4 system is that it goes uh, cableless. So okay. with for for car, Android uh, Auto yep, and CarPlay. Yep, yep, that's right. Um, and so you've got this uh, here. You can store your devices, so your camera, your off-road cameras, and your phone. You can store there. So without the cable, now you've got access to. Uh, the information on your phone without having to have a cable. Okay. Uh, try to figure out, uh, figure that out. You've got adventure capture. Uh, so uh, Jim Hackett mentioned that in his opening. And so as you're off-road, you can capture uh, everything. Um, and that, that's that a particularly cool feature for something like this because a lot of times when you're out, you know, out and about in a vehicle like this, you're going to be somewhere where there's a good, possi- a good probability that you won't have any cell connection. That's right. That's right. And, and so you can capture it. Um, and then once you get the cell uh, right. service, you can upload it. Does that go to your FordPass account or? Um, or is, it's, it's, or is uh, it? Yeah. So okay. actually, yes. Um, okay. So, uh, and I know that uh, with the trail maps, you can get the trail maps from FordPass. Okay. So you get you can do um, on your computer, transfer them to your phone, and from your phone to your vehicle. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So th- those are the cool things. The other thing that I really like about this vehicle is that we use a four pass performance and so you can see you can we use the cameras Mm -hmm. um, and you can actually see um, under your vehicle as well as right so you can get a a view of what's in front of you and then at your tires okay so you've got the the cameras on the mirrors and then also down the the one in the front yeah so you've got 360 360 degree um view okay um, and so you can see everything around. You can see where the vehicle is centered. How, how close to the vehicle can that uh, can that see? Um, or is this is this a system? I was shown last year. I was shown a system by a supplier that actually uses the the forward camera um, and basically uh, kind of delays it a few frames. Be able to see so you kind of you. you can almost see like through the hood Absolutely. of the car. Yeah. Is that yeah. what you're doing so on here? So that's what that's what uh, exactly what we do. Okay. Um, take a look at the uh, road in front of us. Okay. Um, and to your point, we can see um, the uh, whatever the terrain is in front of us. Yeah, because that that's again that's a real advantage. You know, when you're off road, you know, when you're coming up to the crest of a hill. You know, the, the hood's pointing up. You can't see what's on the other side. You know, having that camera to give you that to be able view to see that, absolutely. is a huge absolutely. advantage. And, and then also being able to see the tires, uh-huh. um, being able to see where your tires are located, um, really gets gets at the point of um, not having to have a spotter. Right. Right. So is that something that you can you can leave that view on while you're driving? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, lots of cool features, especially with uh, sync. Um, natural voice capability so instead of having to say exactly what sync wants you to say you can say what you want to say right so you don't have to remember um, all exactly, the syntax yeah. exactly so it's got um we've got cloud capability with sync 4 um for both voice and for uh navigation okay so uh, so yeah fantastic lots of uh, great improvements yeah all right yeah. thank you